Does the world have expectations that you can't meet or you refuse to meet? Welcome to The Not Guide. I'm your host, Alex Berg. I started this podcast because after college, I didn't see a lot of people being open about making mistakes or fucking up after. So I felt isolated and a loser because I felt like that. And I'm done feeling that way. So I'm going to tell you how it is while doing it the most terrifying method possible for me. Being vulnerable. Grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's get real. Hey guys, I can't tell you the amount of times I've cried after not getting a job. It would put me out for a whole week. A whole week where I was just sad and depressed and I felt like I had no self-worth and no self-esteem. My problem was that I had put my identity into one thing, school, and now that school was over, a job. And my success or my self-worth or my self-esteem was directly connected to how my job hunt was going. And that is a problem. (laughs) I was doing good things in my life. I was going to physical therapy, as I previously mentioned, and I was just doing other good things in my life, but it didn't matter to me. What only mattered to me was how good I was in this one sector of my life. It was like it was do or die. That one was the only one that mattered. And... I'm not saying I wasn't doing anything when I was down for a week. I just was moving slow. I was sad. I was just plain unhappy. I mean, nobody wanted to be around me, not even at my cat. I was just wanting to sit and escape the world, basically. I would play video games, anything, to not focus on how of a shitty person I felt. And I was like, okay, so if I can't get a job, you know what? My identity needs to be my friends. But that's a problem, right? I'm only doing one thing again. And the fact of the matter is, I don't, I have friends and I love them and I appreciate them and I'm so grateful for them, but I don't get to see them as often as I like. And part of that's distance part of that is just life gets in the way so that wasn't working either right and I even went to a seminar right where everyone I talked to about this thing was like this is clearly a scam and I'm like I don't care I went I went for three days 10 hour days You got there at like 9, you left at like 10 o'clock at night to do it all the next day. And I'm proud of what I did at that seminar because it gave me a break from the the monotony or the routine of my everyday at that point. And how I felt didn't matter. All I had to do was sit there, listen, and let's see what we can do. You know, that kind of thing. And... I went down again after that seminar. I was still really sad, and rejection got to be better, though. I was only out for a few days, and then I would 
be back to normal. And um, that was really good. That was like a serious improvement for me. But all this rejection, because I still was getting rejected, right? Um, Because I would have been happier a lot more. Um, My rejection led me to self-help books and the like. These books helped grind, ground me and help me that, to see that I'm a multifaceted person. They helped slap me in the face, kind of, in the way of like, hey, you're doing shit, stop. You know what you're doing wrong. Come on, let's try and fix this. And I tried to basically retrain my brain, especially into thinking that I'm multifaceted. This took me like a month or two just to get this wrapped around my head. The fact that you're not just a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a friend, you're a person. You can love giraffes, but hate zebras. I mean, I don't know who hates zebras because black and white is absolutely classic, but I mean, you get my point. The best analogy I've gotten to this is that a human, a living being, is an orchestra. You have multiple instruments going on at times, multiple rhythms at the same time, and sometimes one instrument is talking about your love life or your friend life or your career, and sometimes it works and flows together just like Mozart designed, and then other times it's just plain dumb. And the corny thing is, would you be who you are today without the tears, the rejection, the heartbreak, all the ice cream you've had it to eat. Personally, for me, I don't think so. If I like who I am today, I have to be grateful for all the rejection I got, for all the pain I went through. I I guess my biggest question that came from this was should we get rid of all the negative and put it off to the side and pretend it doesn't exist and all that jazz which is seeming to be the new thing or should we live in spite of the rejections and use it to fuel us and use it to power us instead and that's so hard to do to be honest but like I'm trying I'm trying to put an effort in that maybe you're trying to but um yeah right like that's a good way to view it and if I think about who I am today and who I was a year ago they would be completely different people they would approach a problem completely different ways one would get very in your face and one is very calm and asking for all the facts and what I guess I'm saying is Feel free to join me in the group of the world that's trying or has already tried to hold on to rejection with pride. So our obstacle eliminator of the day is J.K. Rowling. She was rejected 12 times for Harry Potter before she got published, right? And I don't know about you, but for me... Harry Potter was my solace. Harry Potter made it okay to be weird, like Luna Lovegood, or to be smart, like Hermione. And it was, it just made 
life better as a kid. It helped change and help form me to who I am today. And I'm so grateful for J.K. Rowling for that. But the thing is, like, she had the conviction to be like, hey, I know you rejected me. You even One of them even took her folder. Like, how crazy is that? I didn't know that. Um, but they took, they rejected her. And she had the conviction to be like, you know what? I believe in this. I believe in this thing I've created. I believe in this baby. And I believe in myself. And how amazing is it that we got Harry Potter? If she had didn't if she didn't have the conviction, we wouldn't have had Harry Potter. We wouldn't have had Universal Studios Harry Potter. We wouldn't have ever had Butterbeer and so much other things. And I think that's something important to realize that it all started because of one woman's conviction. And even when she was famous, like she is today, but I think she's successful because she's happy, not because of that. But um, when she wrote under that pseudonym, Robert Galbraith, she was even rejected then. And she was like, I'm still going. I, I mean, it even got its own series after. But, and she even posted two rejection letters. So other people wouldn't feel alone. And I think that's so important that she used the rejection as fuel and as solace and helps other people find the solace in rejection as well. I mean, these Twitter posts are, like, really old. But I didn't follow J.K. Rowling on Twitter, so I was like, oh, that's really cool, man. So that's it. Every week, the goal is to tell a story a point of view, anything really that doesn't fit the status quo, the so-called American dream, but someone's truth and reality. Mostly it'll be me, but hopefully I'll get some interviews in here. If you get anything out of this, please let it be to be kind. With vulnerability comes assholes, but so much love also. So try to lead with the love. Okay, real talk over.